0: Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you.
1: Hello everyone. (laughs) Imagine for a moment that your mum bakes a sticky, gooey chocolate cake covered in icing and Maltesers. It smells fresh and delicious and it looks like it's calling your name. You know that when you eat it, you'll be the happiest you've ever felt in your whole entire life. But she says you can't eat it until everyone comes home, which is in four hours' time. You go to the cake and pick off just one more teaser from the top and move the other slightly so you wouldn't notice it's gone. But because you've enjoyed that one more teaser, you decide to take off a bit of chocolate icing. It tastes so good. You take a look at the clock, and there's only three hours and 59 minutes left. No! You go back to where the cake is and stare at it for two minutes, but it feels like forever. You go to your mum and plead, please, I'm starving, I'm dying without this chocolate cake. Your mum says, wait until everyone comes home. She then goes to the car to buy dinner, and you're left alone with this sticky, gooey chocolate cake. What do you do next? One, wait until your mum gets back. Two, take her upstairs, hide it under your bed and pretend someone else ate it. Or three, get a fork from the drawer and eat it. What would you do? I know what I'd do. (laughs) Who's still got their marshmallows? Well done to those who have. You can eat it now. Well done for waiting. This is a great example of when we might feel tempted. Temptation is like a test. It is when you feel that you want to do something but you shouldn't. In the passage, Genesis chapter 2 to 3, we see Adam and Eve tempted, like I am sometimes with sticky gooey chocolate cake. In verse 16, God says, The Lord commanded him, You can eat from any tree in the garden, but you mustn't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you do, you will die. Here, Adam and Eve were told not to do something. But like us in the chocolate cake, they have a few options. One, walk away from the tree and not go near it. Two, ignore what God said and eat the fruit anyway. What did they choose to do? They ignored God and ate it. They were tempted by the serpent who tricked them into not believing that God was tr- what God said was true. He said, did God really say that you shouldn't eat from the tree? Why, you wouldn't die. God knows that if you eat from the tree, you'll become like him. The serpent lied to them. He told them something that wasn't true. And Adam and Eve listened to him, believed him, and ate the fruit. When they ate the fruit, they realized that they were naked, felt scared, worried, and embarrassed. And, they, and because they did what God told them not to do, there were bad consequences. They were thrown out of the garden and no longer in a great relationship they had with God. I think the best thing for them to have done was to walk away and pray. When you feel tempted, remember, walk away and pray.
0: Good. Thank you, Beth. Haven't they done amazing? Thank you, Sophie, Karis, Esme, and Beth. You've set me up very nicely for what we're going to talk to you now. We're just going to continue the train of thought that Beth continues. And uh, Beth said it perfectly. Temptation is like a test. Do you eat the marshmallow or do you not? Do you do the right thing or do you uh, give in to temptation? And, uh, you know, as Beth said, Eve... uh, when he, he was talked to, the, the serpent lied to them. Uh, he made out God to be a liar. I'm not okay with that, because God isn't a liar, but he he made out that God was a liar, and uh, he tricked her into believing something that wasn't true. And as a result, of course, we know um, from that day, everything changed. Uh, as Beth said, the relationship between uh, them and God changed. The relationship between each other changed, and um and I think it was partly because, um, because of the temptation. Uh, it's strong, isn't it, temptation? Because we can, very, we can feel very convinced. We can feel convinced. Has anyone felt convinced by something that they found out later wasn't true? Isn't it the most annoying thing? Because you're so... I'm convinced. I'm convinced that Toy Story was made in 1993. It was the, the, the year I was born. I know Toy Story was born in 1993. It wasn't. It was made in 1995, right? But just bits of information like that, or actors maybe, actresses. We can often believe something, we're convinced of something that is true, and then later we find out that it's not. And I believe that when we're convinced, it's such a strong uh, conviction. It's it's strong. It has strength to it. And uh, me and Jordan, my husband... um, Good-looking lad at the back somewhere. Uh, he, uh, there he is. <laughs> um, sometimes we disagree. No. Yes, <laughs> we do. I Trust me, we do. Right, sometimes we disagree. And uh, on one of the, the moments that we've, we've disagreed, and to this day we're, we're still disagreeing, is, uh, is something that happened on the day we met. Uh, seven years ago, I walked into Christian, uh, Springfield Christian Centre in Bournemouth, and uh, unknown to me, Jordan's eyes very quickly darted to my face. And, uh, and in that moment, funnily enough, he fell in love with a beautiful, stunning, gorgeous-looking lady. And, uh, and, uh, but, but there's something about this day that we, we, that we disagree on. And it is um, something that we're convinced of, right? So I was convinced that on this day, I was wearing jeans, right? Classic. But Jordan is convinced that I was wearing a skirt. <laughs> right? So, those of you who know me, I, I don't mind skirts. They're alright, right? They're actually quite nice in the summer. They're a bit airy, aren't they, ladies? Uh, but, you know, skirts are alright. They're fine. They're not my favourite piece of clothing. But I'm convinced that seven years ago, I don't think I even owned a skirt, right? <laughs> They've grown on me over, over the time. But... Jordan is convinced that I wore a skirt, and I am not. And to this day, we laugh about it still because we don't know, do we? There's no photographic evidence. Uh, there's nothing. Maybe I did wear a skirt. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But one day we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> Which will be good. Thankfully, we're still together. Um, so that's good. Good. Well, it's it's funny because Eve was tricked into being convinced. She was convinced. It says in in the passage, Eve was convinced and ate the fruit. And the, the, the serpent tricked her into being convinced. And the question is, well, are we convinced of some things that just aren't true? Are we convinced of things that just aren't true, that are to do with temptation? How often do we feel tempted each day to do all sorts of things, say All sorts of things, think all sorts of things. Will we allow ourselves to be convinced of something that isn't true but looks true? Will we allow ourselves to be convinced of something that isn't good but tastes good? Will we allow ourselves to be convinced of something that isn't right but feels right? For Eve, She was convinced it looked right, that it matched up. The the serpent made a really good argument. Well, hold on a minute. Are you sure? Really? No, he wouldn't have said that. He was just saying that because lie. He was just saying that because lie. And so he convinced Eve of something that wasn't true. And I think we are always in these positions day in and day out, year after year. We are convinced of things that just aren't true, which then allows us to give in to temptation. Just a moment ago, the girls gave you a question. What here in Romsey are we tempted by? Now, I don't know what you said. I don't know if you answered the question because you might have been distracted by the marshmallows, but that's okay. Well done again for those who waited. Um, but only on, you answer the question, what are we here in Romsey tempted by or tempted with? And you might have said things like gambling. We're tempted to gamble anywhere, right, because you can do it all online. Or uh, greed. We can be tempted by being greedy and, and getting as much stuff uh, or money as we can or buying the extra piece of clothing or pastry maybe that you don't really need now I'm not saying we can't have nice things I'm not saying that we have to go back to you know the old days uh, where all you eat was vegetables is that what you did <laughs> like, it's okay to eat pastry right but um I'm, no I'm not saying that but we can be so tempted by things that maybe we don't need Or maybe uh, we shouldn't have. Uh, You might have said um, something like uh, sex before marriage. Or what you look at on your devices. Now let's be real, shall we? They're temptations. And there are so many people who convince us of something that isn't true. I don't like that. It's not okay. God calls us to be pure and holy. That's what he calls us to be. So don't allow yourselves to be convinced of what is false. You might have said something maybe like retaliation. How easy is it to retaliate? Who's an angry driver in the room? <laughs> right? <laughs> well done for being honest. <laughs> right? Retaliation is such an easy temptation to give in to. Anger. Anger. Such an easy temptation to give in to. Gossip? How easy is that? <laughs> and isn't it so easy to give in to the temptation that allows us to fit in with whoever we're with? And like Beth was saying beautifully about the cake in the fridge. How often are we tempted by the cake in the fridge? Or the last cookie in the jar that we believe we have a right to have? How often do we do that? And the enemy is very good at twisting what we know to be right to look as if it is wrong. And I don't want to be tricked anymore. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't want to be tricked anymore. I, don't, I, don't, I want to stop being convinced of things that I know are right to make look as if they're wrong. Now, last week when we were sat in my garden uh, prepping for today, uh, a well-known phrase, of Bible verse came up in our conversation, and it was this, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Now, that's easy to remember, right? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. And it says this, Run from anything that arouses useful desires. Run. Run from anything that arouses useful desires. Run from it, and, and Beth said, "Walk away. When you're tempted, walk away. That's the best bit of advice that Paul gives us. Just run away, run away. But what does that look like in today's society? Run away. We, you know, it might be to literally run away, uh, literally walk in the opposite direction, literally leave the room. That is often very helpful when you you come across uh, some sort of temptation." Uh, go and make a cup of tea. Who doesn't like a cup of coffee? Cup of tea. Just simply, you know you're feeling, here it is. The, the The choice for you to be convinced is right in front of you. Just go. Make a cup of tea. Make a cup of coffee or whatever. Just walk away. Tell someone about it. I think that's, that's, that's really kind of simple and very hard, but also really good. Hey, Can I just chat with you a minute? This week, I'm just feeling really tempted to do this. Can you can you pray for me? Can you help me? Can you can you ask me in a couple of days if I've done that thing? That would be really helpful for me. It's embarrassing for sure, and it's really hard to uh, answer that question honestly. But will you do that? Will you help me? We're not alone, right? (laughs) We're in this together. And the sentence continues, doesn't it? Run, yes, run away. But instead, Paul says to Timothy, instead, pursue righteous living. If you're tempted by something, you can walk away, you can stop. But I can guarantee you that you'll probably walk into something else that's tempting, right? So it's not just okay to walk away, but we've got to walk away and instead pursue righteous living. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. God is described in the Bible as our helper. The Spirit is described as our counsellor. And just as an aside, I really felt like God wanted me to say this this morning. It's been kind of a conversation we've been having in the office about counselling and coaching. And uh, don't we often um, kind of fall into the trap of thinking that counselling is for those with really big issues? Now, I'm just being honest. I need counselling, <laughs> right? We've all, we've all have past. We've all been hurt. Anyone in here not been hurt? Right? I, just, I don't want that to be a lie in this, in this church. You know, we as a leadership team, we don't want that to be a lie that counseling is just for those with big issues. We all need it. We all need counseling. We all need the Spirit to guide us and to lead us. right? And so the Spirit is described as this counselor, this, uh, this, this healer as, as well. And Jesus is described as the one who knows our struggles and knows our thoughts and our feelings and how we act. And, and he knows us. So we're not alone in this. We can walk away. Yes, we can pray. Walk away and pray. That's what we kept talking about, wasn't it, last week? Walk away and pray. Walk away and pray. Walk away. Instead, pursue righteous living. God, oh, we want nothing more than to be transformed by you into being more like Jesus. And so, yes, we, we oh, I love these girls. Haven't they done a great job? So, so good. So, so good. And I guess if, if there's one thing that we do want you to remember, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, girls, but if there's one thing that you remember from today, is when you're tempted, when that chocolate cake is just sitting there, when that thing you're thinking of right now is sitting there, walk away and pray. He will help you. I promise you. Walk away and pray. And just during the worship, Tracy, come on up. Uh, During the worship, this is hilarious. Um, Don't you just love the way that God speaks? Um, As soon as the marshmallows came out, Tracy rushed across to me and said, Hannah, during the worship, God gave me a marshmallow in my head. And she had no idea what we were talking about today. And Tracy, can you just describe what you think God's saying with that? Yeah, so I was like, God, a marshmallow. Um, What do you want to change in me? uh?" And then thankfully the marshmallows came on the screen and it all made sense. Um, I felt like God wanted to say that the message today to us is a marshmallow to us. It is not a uh, plank of wood. He is not wanting to come to us this morning and bash us over the head with his truth. He's not wanting to bruise us and knock us out and concuss us so that we stagger out of here this morning going, oh, no. I haven't been living the right way. No, he wants to his message to us is a marshmallow this morning. We all sang, didn't we? Taste and see that the Lord is good. And this message is about us being able to walk in his righteousness, walk, live God's way, so that we can know his sweetness and his goodness more and more. Great, thank you. Isn't that good? So so good. Because you know, above all, God's grace does win. His love wins. His grace wins and his, his holiness and his love and his grace wins. And so, yes, we are called to walk in the way of righteousness, but we're also meant to stand under the shower of grace. Can you imagine that? Just a cold shower or a warm shower, if you like that, of grace, the water full of grace. Oh, so good.